his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon, I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of The State of California. While the ballots are in the mail, they may be on your kitchen table by now, as voting is underway in California's June 7 primary. And one of the headline races is the battle for U.S. Senate. In fact, there are two Senate races on the ballot, although they involve the same people and essentially the same seat. We'll explain that in a moment. But our guest today on the state of California is the Republican candidate for U.S. Senate endorsed by the state GOP, attorney Mark Moisier of San Francisco. And he joins us on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline. Thank you so much for being with us, Mark. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, so your name is on this ballot twice, uh, as is the incumbent you're challenging, the appointed Democratic Senator Alex Padilla. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but just to clarify for people why they have to vote twice, since since you're a constitutional lawyer, maybe you can explain this for everybody. I love this question. It's actually one of my favorite questions that I get to answer. And it and it is. It is a constitutional question, because when our founding fathers set up our United States Constitution, your United States senator was not voted on by the people. It was actually voted on by your legislature. And the law said that if there's a vacancy or the Constitution said that if there's a vacancy in the Senate, then it was the governor could appoint until the next legislative session. Well, when we actually changed the Constitution to allow we the people to vote for our United States senator, that law became kind of vague. And so about what was it about 12 years ago uh, after Obama became president, a lawsuit was filed challenging how long the governor's appointed uh, senator could stay in place. And the argument was uh, the governor needs to call a special election right away, just like a governor has to call a special election for a United States congressman. And the court basically said, no, uh, what has to happen is that there needs to be a special election called and that the governor's appointed uh, senator is only a valid until election day. And so that way you need to have a special election for the remainder of the term and then an election for the full term and that the Supreme Court refused to hear the case. So that basically became the law of the land about 12 years ago. Uh, and it, it has to do with the Constitution. So what you're doing is when Gavin Newsom appointed an incumbent, or he didn't appoint, appointed a senator to replace Kamala Harris. That appointment was only valid until November 7th, or I guess November 8th. I'm sorry, November 8th. On November 8th, we the people vote, and we vote for the partial term for who's going to be our United States senator from November 9th until January 3rd. And then we vote for the full term of who's going to be our United States senator from January 6th for the next six years. So basically you're voting to fill out this term and then elect someone to fulfill the full six-year term. So you're on there twice. 
Uh, you've been involved in some pretty high-profile conservative legal challenges over the years. You've never run for this high-profile in office. You ran for Secretary of State four years ago. Why now and why you? Why would you be a better senator for California than Alex Padilla? Why now? Uh, you know, over the years, many people have said, you know, Mark, you're a constitutionalist. You're a constitutional attorney. You understand the Constitution. You, you can write laws. You, you need to be running for U.S. Senate. And I've always told them, no, I'm, I, I'm not running for United States Senate. Uh, you can, I could run for other stuff, down ticket races, but don't expect me to run for U.S. Senate. But because of what happened in the last two years uh, because of COVID, I've seen growth overreach by the executive branch in shutting down churches and shutting down schools and shutting down uh, businesses and shutting down our beaches and shutting down our state capital from First Amendment activities. And this overreach by the federal bureaucracy has really concerned me. And I've been, you know, I've been involved in over 30 lawsuits regarding this overreach, but the judiciary isn't doing anything about it. And our United States Constitution was established upon the principle that the strongest branch of government was the legislature. And so as I've been in the middle of this fight, one of the leading COVID attorneys in the nation fighting for the, the people's right of self-governance and to only be governed by laws passed by the duly elected representatives, as I've been in the middle of this fight – it became very abundantly clear to me that it was time that we send somebody to the United States Senate who actually understood the fight, understood our balance of powers, understood that the harm we're doing to our American form of government by allowing unelected bureaucrats to just dictate how people have to live their lives, not following science. It's just whatever their political agenda was. Uh, this was unacceptable and that the but, you know, since the courts aren't going to do anything about it, the only place and actually the proper place, as our founding fathers designated, is that the, this leadership needs to come from the legislature. And so I, 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 I came to the conclusion that while I may be a great constitutional attorney that has gotten you know, four United States Supreme Court wins over the last couple of years on these covid litigation and had a major impact on, you know, getting our barbers and beauticians opened up, getting our beaches opened up. And, you know, all this all this great stuff that I was able to do, get helping businesses reopen, uh, really, in order to save our constitutional form of government that we have in America, I had to take my fight for people's constitutional rights from the courthouse to the U.S. Capitol. Well, the biggest constitutional issue may be facing the country right now it seems to be what's going to happen with Roe v. Wade. The Supreme Court appears ready to overturn it. Uh, Californians overwhelmingly support Roe and the right to a legal abortion. If you were representing them in the Senate, how would you vote on the bill to, to codify Roe into federal law? And how would you address abortion as a U.S. senator uh, if, you, if you have that office? Well, again, I am as as if you haven't got caught a pattern here, I am, I'm a constitutionalist. And this is something that, you know, as a teenager, it's when I started studying the United States Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, reading biographies of our founding fathers and really understanding the framework of the government that we have. And in our Constitution, we have a clause that's called the police powers, and they reserve to the states the police powers to to dictate the the, the health and welfare of our citizens. That is a power that belongs to your state legislature. I am personally a very strong advocate that the issue of 
abortion is a power that is reserved for the states and that this is a state issue. And I do not think it should be uh, voted on by federal courts. And I do not think it should be dealt with in the United States Capitol. I think this is an issue that uh, the government that is governed closest by the people is a government that governs best. And I think that this really should be dealt with in Sacramento. All right. There's so much more I'd like to ask you about, but I'm afraid we're out of time. Conservative attorney Mark Moisier, endorsed Republican candidate for U.S. Senate. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.